This episode of The Smoke Pit brought to you by Strike Force Energy. Vitamins and caffeine and shit for when you're tired, like Mike. I'm always tired, so that's why I visit StrikeForceEnergy.com using promo code SMOKEPIT to save yourself some money. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. Hey. What up, doe? Thank you for joining us for another episode. My name is Dan. I am your host with my other host, Mike fucking Sensi. That is I. Alexander Big Dog Pfeffer. It me. <laughs> <laughs> don't add him, doe. Yeah, don't add. That's actually not his, his nickname. Uh, that's classified and redacted. Very true. Yeah, so um, if you want to know his uh, his real call sign, mm-hmm. it's, uh, nope, can't say it. Big Dick Energy. <laughs> Big dick murder demon. <laughs> so we have a couple topics that we want to cover. For sure. All right. So this is uh, this is something that uh, we have been asked about, and so we wanted to, to go ahead and cover it. Yeah. Um, the question being is, what is your most meaningful tattoo? Mm. Most meaningful. Yeah. Take your shirt off, Mike. Let's see him. <laughs> if this is an excuse to get me naked. It's yeah. working. <laughs> Any excuse to take your shirt off. Wait, right. who said excuse? Uh, on the first episode of this season, I was like, hey, you know what would be funny is if we were all wearing body armor, you're like, all right, shirt's coming off. Well, I, I it was constricting my blood flow. <laughs> is is that how you always wear your body armor? Shirtless? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. 100%. That's, that's fair. That's fair. So, AJ, I'll kick it to you first. Um, you have several tattoos. What is your most meaningful one? Uh, well, I have the wreath of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier on my one of my arms. Oh, your lower back? No, it's it's not that big. It's like right here. Oh, okay. Now my lower back tattoo is not that meaningful. I got it when I was eighteen. It was a uh, it was a different time. Just as playa. Yeah, I'm yeah. with it. It's a uh, playa with two butterflies, one on each <laughs> end. So, how old were you, and uh, why did you get it? Uh, twenty two, I think, and I got it for partly in commemoration of the people that I lost. Like I didn't want to have like a bunch of different random stuff, and I thought it was a pretty good uh pretty good add on. Yeah, for sure. Right on. So, Mike, what what is your most meaningful tattoo? I know you have like what twenty seven. I have over thirty. Yeah. Over thirty. Yeah. Wow, that was a shot in the dark. Yeah, it was good. It was Do you good count shot. your sleeve as one or are no? They I, I I say the different pieces. Yeah. Okay, so which one is the most important to you? Um, I would honestly say, uh, ironically, my most important one to me is also my worstly done one, and that's uh, on my chest. I have a a wing, and it has my siblings' names in it. And it looks like it was done in the back street of a fucking alley somewhere oh, yeah. in Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. It looks terrible, but that's my most meaningful one. Was uh, it done in a back street in an alley in Indianapolis? It was, it was not. It was done in a back street in an alley in Hawaii. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how old were you, and uh, what prompted you to get it? Uh, I was twenty-four, I believe, twenty-three, twenty-four. Um, I honestly, I had had a few tattoos before then, and I always wanted one with my sibling's name or something to do with family. So I just like, I'm gonna get this big fuck off angel wing. It's gonna co- cross my fucking left tit, and it is. And then I was like, I'm gonna throw my fucking siblings' names in that fucking thing, <laughs> and now it's there, and it looks terrible. But uh, it's it's legible, and it's not the worst, so I keep it. I haven't covered it up or anything. Okay, and uh, what did they say when uh, when you showed it to them? My siblings? No, no, Dr. Seuss. Okay, well, Dr. Seuss had some buttfuck rhyme, uh, but my siblings were, I mean, they were like, oh, that's cool. It didn't mean as much to them as it meant to me. Yeah, <laughs> they were just like, oh, cool, more tattoos for you, yeah. Now, when you get into uh, sibling disputes, do you ever uh, throw that in their face? No, no. Well, because it's so poorly done, I feel like it's an <laughs> insult for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, we were watching uh, some YouTube videos earlier, and one of them was this guy had made a hot Kool-Aid for his brother. And he's mm. like, drink this hot Kool-Aid. 
And he's like, I made this for you. And he's like, I don't want it. And he's like, I did it because I love you. And his brother was like, I don't want it. He's like, I hate you. <laughs> and they ended up loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I was think, like, I like this. This is good. Nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was Jillian Smith. Okay. It's got like 25 million views on YouTube. That's a lot of views. Yeah, then we watched the, uh, the epic ballad of uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, um, check it out. So this guy, he's narrating in the voice of Orson Welles, the guy who uh, did War of the Worlds. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I will. As he is one to do. As he is one to do, but be that as it may. Mm. Um, so now that we've all established that AJ is wrong, because uh, I was correct, thus defeating him that's, by proxy. That, that's not how that works at all. <laughs> it's not? It's not. <laughs> if, you're, well, if you're right and I don't correct you for being right, that doesn't make me wrong. That's, you know, I mean, you are the only one in a suit right now, so I feel like you're the legal counsel as well as the team medic. I am also legal counsel for you right now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess to me, I, I have a, a paragraph on my um, on my back. I wrote a poem when I was in Afghanistan. It was, I think, my fourth deployment, and it was kind of a tribute to all the uh, the, the friends that I've lost, and uh, it has nine lines, like a nine-line medevac, and uh, yeah, I wrote it myself. It was kind of inspired by a little uh, interview that I saw by a World War II veteran, how he was uh, talking to the fact that all the friends that he's lost, like he's... He was in his 80s and 90s at that point, but when he lost his friends, they were like 18, 19 years old. So in his mind, like he still remembers them, like as they were like you know young and and uh, that's and so he was kind of like talking about that, and that kind of inspired me to write this poem. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Can you recite know. it from memory? Uh, so here we'll, we will keep you in our minds and our hearts, where time will never age you, nor will you ever be alone. We will keep you as you were, brave and young, until we see you again, never forgotten. Fucking rah. I got that as soon as I got back from Afghanistan, and uh, yeah, it's on my back, and it's probably my most meaningful one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I remember I was uh, changing over for duty one day, and there was the staff sergeant that was relieving me, and I was uh, getting out of my Charlies and putting on my uh, camis to go to work, mm. and he saw my back, and he was like, oh man, you wasted that fucking, that skin, like you could have got like this badass Japanese art piece, but you wasted it. And I, I fucking turned on my heel. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's for my boys that I lost. So yeah. you might want to fight. And like all rank and bearing like went out the window. <laughs> How dare you talk to me like I'm not a United States Marine. <laughs> yeah. Like I was about to fill that full of uppercut. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because it's like one of those things like the bravado of like some like I didn't even know this guy he was just in my unit. You know, yeah, yeah. the He's audacity. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. You wasted that skin. Mm. And then I was like, so do you got something on your back? And he turned around and was just like really shitty, like naked Japanese dude in like a loincloth, like doing a sumo pose. <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, really? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so you wow. tell me I wasted my yeah. skin. You know what? After seeing that, you're right. <laughs> I yeah, totally wasted like, the skin. Yeah, he was like, I was in Okinawa, and this was done with traditional needling, and I was like, it looks like it. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah, it looks worse than Mike's chest tattoo. And he's like, who's Mike? You're like, I don't know. I don't even know him yet. <laughs> um, so specifically, uh, AJ has another tattoo that uh, he doesn't talk about a lot. So mm. would you mind if I if I told the audience this? Uh, it's in Latin, and it uh, it loosely translates to. Uh, we all have fears, but lay your head on my chest, for I am an eagle, and together we will soar to a great height and watch the dawn and begin to heal. Wow. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, got, you tattoo me in my sleep? <laughs> you got that on your dick? That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of ink. That's a lot of ink. Very, very, very yeah. small font, too. <laughs> At least I had the room for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of it kind of trailed off into the... Uh, well, the taint is between the balls and the butthole. Correct. So what's the area of space, like, where the shaft meets the balls? Like, what's that area called? 
It's just the, the front taint, the pocket, yeah, the pocket, just a little pocket, <laughs> a little candy keeper. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, to find a skittle in there. Sweets, treats, and all in between. <laughs> yeah, like a girl's going down on you, and you know she finds the M M&M and M that's uh, tucked under the foreskin. That's for me. It's and not for her. <laughs> <laughs> she gets to the uh, the front taint, and there's a skittle tucked in there. That's also for me, not for <laughs> her. <laughs> she does the James Woods. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> All the way back to your uh, your salad for her to toss. Mm. Now, AJ, <laughs> I have to ask you. Here we go. Have you ever had your salad tossed? No judgment here. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. that's a s- simple question. I'll say no. You have. Okay. Come on. Have you? Have you really? Yeah. I, I have not. Would you like to? It's kind of hard to answer that question. Okay. Why? I don't know if I'd like a thing I've never experienced. Have, that's, are that's you fair. are you open to the idea? I mean, you know, sure. Okay. Because, like, my butthole is far too hairy for that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she'd have to go back there with, like, a lightsaber first. Yeah. And so that's kind of my big uh, aversion to it. It's like a seaweed salad. Yeah, because yeah. uh, my buddy was, like, he was really sauced, and he fucking calls me at, like, 2 a.m. He's like, bro, you got to get your fucking ass licked, man. Like, when you get a girl who puts her mouth on your fucking back pussy, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> and I was just like, how much have you had to drink? How are you still friends? Well, I mean, well, he ate his ass. <laughs> so well, they're see, clearly uh, good friends. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that we all know people in the military that we probably wouldn't be friends with if we had met them outside of the oh, military. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But they were in your unit, so that's your boy. You know. True. That's fair. I don't. I don't think I would have randomly outside of the military chosen to be friends with someone who referred to my butthole as my back pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a person that's coming for you yeah. when the lights are off. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. In in, in a uh, a locked up sort of way. <laughs> Yeah, we um we, we all know people like that. Yeah. Uh Mike, um, what would you say is one of the weirdest things that you've had to like back someone's play on? Like they, they did something weird and like you knew it was wrong, but like that was your boy and so like you still had to like like when you when you guys fought the uh the Jersey Shore guy. Right. And started the <laughs> the Great Brawl of Wilmington. No, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, like that like if it was just some dude you had met at the bar earlier, you would have been like, Fuck that. Like Yeah, for sure. I'm not getting yoked out by this bouncer. Yeah. But that's your boy, so you gotta you got to go after him. Um, I hmm, that's a good question. I well, one time in Wilmington, well, that's not really backed him. I, he had to convince me of one thing. I'll tell you a story. So, uh, me, my buddy Ams, my buddy Ivor, who's with me in all the stories you just stated, uh, we were back in Wilmington. Good old Ivor. Good old I. We need to have him on the show. That dude has fucking stories for days. And uh, we were in Wilmington, and it was me and those two guys. They're both Marines. They're both admin, but it doesn't matter. And. Uh, we were at the corner, like, in between the clubs and the pizza place. You guys know what I'm talking about. And uh, there was some other Marines, like, who were fucking, like, being standoffish against AMs. I don't even know what started it, but they were just, like, they were about to throw down like it was about to happen. So I was like, I had his back. But then Ivor pulled me aside. He's like, no, don't jump in. I was like, what, what are you talking about? Why would I not jump in? He's like, he's like, trust me, don't jump in. And then, like, the fight was a bit, like, it's bubbling. I'm like, bro, I was like, a decision needs to be made. Like, or what? what is going on? And then Am's, like, slowly, like, walked away. And I was like, okay. That was super anticlimactic. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, Ivor, why'd you pull me aside? And he was like, he's like, yeah, that, uh, those other two buddies that were squaring off with Am's, they just gave me $100 and said, please don't beat up my friends. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's just, it's a financial decision. <laughs> okay, I, I totally support that. No, because, like, there's sometimes you have to have, like, blind trust, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were in the studio uh, editing the last episode, and uh, AJ found his old um, MP3 player from back in the day. Right. And he's like, all right, I'm going to charge it. I'm going to see what's on it. Mm-hmm. And um, he, we have some headphones that, we're, we're gonna, that we use for recording and mm-hmm. stuff. And so he's like, I wonder if this works. And so I hand it to him. He's listening to it. And he's like, oh, yeah, this was definitely my emo phase. Oh, nice. And then he hands me back the headphones and I put them on. And he's just like, no, I, I was just done with them. 
Uh, and I thought that he wanted me to like, like listen to music. Like, like disconnected. Like I was just handing him the whole set. He was just like, all right, stick some on. He goes, so. I can't hear anything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's because the MP3 player is off, buddy. I was just handing you the headphones back. He's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> My emo phase was soundless and dark. <laughs> yeah, this is blind trust. Yeah. Like he told me this was old emo dated music. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, if you want me to hear it, like yeah, I'm sure. going to put it on. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of breakup stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which was interesting because I was... Uh, I was not at the time trying to break up. Oh. And then I guess looking back in retrospect, hindsight being 2020, I was Always. like I should have ditched out of the glass window in the second floor of my of my townhouse like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have yeeted out of there and never looked back. Do you recall any of the songs or artists that were on that playlist? Just one off the top of your head. Do you know any? Because as, a, as a, f- a former emo kid, I would like to hear. Well, like, I, what, I can say why he's thinking about that. I overheard Bullet for My Valentine. That's fair. That's the fair. tears don't oh, yeah. fall, they, they crash, crash around me. me. <laughs> Solid that's song. Fair. That's fair. That's a great song, actually, yeah. yeah. See, now that, now that you said that, all I can think about is, uh, is uh, what is it, Another Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that pretty good. Stuck in my head. Okay. That's a solid one. Yeah, so AJ, because um, I'd like to come back to the music days. topic, <laughs> but uh, AJ, do you have an example of like um, a time that you were like with somebody and you just had to like completely back their play, although you didn't want to? Every time we go out somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's only every other time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only every third time. Dan, right. Dan's a good guy to go out with. He does like to throw you to the wolves mm. see that was a loaded question because i know he doesn't have any other friends so it's like <laughs> jokes I, on you buddy <laughs> yeah i should have seen that coming I, Wait, what do i have time for other friends that's true <laughs> that's true like i barely have time for you man <laughs> but yeah. i but i make the time oh yeah so i i remember uh one time uh a buddy of mine wanted to go to this like uh zombie thing right okay and i didn't really want to go because mm. uh, i don't like to run <laughs> and uh, oh so it's like zombies are chasing you yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. okay gotcha gotcha and uh, so the, we we were doing the the event, and then they he wanted to take pictures afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so like I was like, okay, uh, so if I'm gonna do this, like I'm gonna do this completely, right? Yeah. And so like I put on like uh, like I, I went to The Walking Dead, and I basically just recreated an outfit. Okay. You know, like it was like a flannel shirt, like the ball cap with like the the, the fish hook, uh, cut the sleeves off. You mm-hmm. know, and I put on like. Know, like war paint and stuff like that. Okay. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm in the theme, right? And right. we showed up and this motherfucker is in like an Adidas shirt and like like basketball shorts and like fucking Jordans. Yeah, yeah. Like he showed up ready to compete. Like <laughs> Hell I'm in yeah. fucking yeah. Levi's <laughs> it's fucking game day. Yeah. and like fucking hiking boots. I'm like, I'm not dressed to run. <laughs> <laughs> like not at all. And then so we're uh, we're going through the thing. And we uh, we passed by this these uh, these uh, they had uh, the different stages right and the final stage was like this group of like CrossFitters mm-hmm. and they were supposed to be like the fast zombies and I, I may have talked this a uh, bit but one of them uh, was like uh, trying to get to my buddy and he got like slipped in horse shit mm-hmm. and so <laughs> like now you have all these fucking CrossFitters and all these dudes are like super athletic yeah, and there's a yeah. like, shit some of them yeah. and now he's mad and he's like covered in horse shit <laughs> you know and so like he's trying to like like go to fucking fight them right and I'm just like. <laughs> Bro, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to fight all these zombies. I just spent the last 20 minutes running. <laughs> these fit as fuck zombies. Yeah. yeah. Already fucking sticky. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Tainted like, me. <laughs> I'm not dressed for this. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, okay. Um, so as Colin Powell has said before, if you're going to do something, you have to dedicate yourself completely. You have to use overwhelming violence in order to resolve situations. Mm. So I went fucking ballistics. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you fucks. You want to fight someone? You fucking fight me. <laughs> You start with fucking me and whatever you left, he can mop up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, damn. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
this is not that serious, yeah, bro. He's like, we are not real zombies. <laughs> <laughs> See, the reason it was hard for me to answer your question, Dan, is because every time we go someplace and you're like, let's do something fucking ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, this is par for the course. No, like, I've I've learned that there's no point in trying to rein you in. Mm. I just get ready for whatever story it is I have to tell the police or the constabulary <laughs> or the Gestapo in order to get you uh, released from Gulag. That's fair. Yeah, um, I, I will say for somebody without a high school education, uh, I have gotten myself into some situations. Yeah. Well, you see, yeah. imagine my surprise upon having seen a cobra. Have we told that story before? Did we tell that story? I want to say yes. I think we did. I get myself into a lot of situations. So, like, uh, yesterday, I, uh, I, <laughs> I had a meeting with uh, John Stewart from The Daily Show um, and then uh, several congressmen and a senator and their staff and some other organizations like the Wounded Warrior Project, uh, Military Officers Association of America, Burn Pit 360, mm. and we're working on this toxic exposure bill. This was our uh, second meeting uh, for this, and we're proud to say that we're uh, rolling out the legislation, uh, the bill. The dra- we have it drafted now. We're rolling out the bill sometime in April, and this will basically uh, provide some sort of health care and compensation for those who were exposed to like burn pits and other toxic exposures while they were uh, deployed mm-hmm. and then develop some sort of cancer from it. Yeah. So I went from, you know, being a high school dropout to making memes for a living. And then like, here I am in this room with all these people who have like degrees from like fucking Harvard mm-hmm. or like John Stewart. He's like a fucking, you know, multimillionaire, yeah. senator, congressman, staffer, reporter, you know, and they're like going around the room. It's like what everybody does. I'm like, I make memes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you plug the show? <laughs> I actually, I did. That, then, then we're good. Did yeah. you give John Stewart the stickers with your faces on them? No, uh, I did not. I, I did tell John Stewart that you loved him, and he was very receptive. And he's like, "Oh, I love AJ," as mm-hmm. if he knew you. That's nice. Yeah. Dan that- texted me that I was in the middle of doing some work, <laughs> and he goes, "Just." You know what? I'm gonna pull it up because this is this is too good. <laughs> and a lot of times, I've, I've got 50 million things going on at any given time. So without context, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Sometimes that's fair. And I do throw some fucking curveballs at him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, oh yeah, that's his favorite thing to do. Oh, that I really that love and it so much. That and laugh tenaciously at my pain. <laughs> well, most of your pain is self-inflicted, mm-hmm. and it's usually something I warned you about. Fair. Some of my pain is self-inflicted. Most some of, of it. He's scowling at me because he knows it's true. He's scowling back at me because he knows it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent me this text message. I'm trying to see when he sent it exactly. It's sometime Friday morning around 9 o'clock-ish. And it says, he says he loves you too. Just, that's it. That's all you want. Oh, I love it. I love and, it. And I wrote back K. And he says, yeah. John Stewart, misspelled. <laughs> oh, John Stewart. He said, quote, oh, AJ. Oh, I love AJ too. And I sent him back, I just peed a little. Nice. With one of those emojis with the hearts on it. Aww. So I would like to point out that I could have used that opportunity to do anything. I could have yeah. been like, hey, you know, like, here's my card. Like, could you be on the show? Like, do you mind if I work with you and something like this? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to grab lunch? But, like, after the meeting, like, you know, we, we talked, you know, extensively through the meeting. But then, like, afterwards, everybody's saying there's goodbye. He's got to go. The, uh, the first time I told him a joke about Mel Brooks and he laughed his ass off. Right. And so I was like, I knew it. I knew I had something, you know, like in this comedy thing, you know. <laughs> Mel Brooks comedy, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, you don't hear a lot of Mel Brooks jokes. So it was solid. My references, I love them. No, oh, they are good. And so this time, I, you know, I could have done anything. I'd be like, hey, look, can we get a bill, you know, for all the, uh, the chlamydia that the smoke pit guys have <laughs> accumulated over the last decade? Right. But no, I used that. To tell him that, uh, you know, to make his lips form the name AJ. And what does he do? He corrupts my spelling. AJ, AJ, AJ. Look, let me 
let me swing back in here and say that <laughs> <laughs> of of all the government projects that suck up all the money, mm. doxycycline's not that expensive, so he <laughs> could take care of our STD needs. I should say y'all's STD needs. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> very, whoa. very cheaply, right? Mm-hmm. This would not cost the government very much. It's sitting clean over here. Like you know how most guys wake up in the morning. And they, um, you know, they they go for a run, and they come back, and they make like a smoothie. Mm. Like he puts Doxy in his smoothie. That's fair. So Papa Bear is clean as a whistle. <laughs> All right. I do that because it seems like every time I do international travel these days, thanks to the eighty million needles that I was poked with by the Marine Corps, <laughs> I get sick because every single time I get on a plane, uh, a very let's say unhealthy person sits next to me, and they decide to cough and breathe on me for twenty two hours straight. No, oh, I know. So, yes, I do they offer you macaroons? Mm. Not a single goddamn time have what I ever a travesty. I I I it sickens me. It is. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. The least you could do if you're going to give me a bowl of virus is give me a macaroon to enjoy <laughs> it with. <laughs> yeah, and so when I uh when I talk about the self-inflicted, I specifically warned him about a gypsy. Yeah, yeah. He did not heed my warning and he caught Ebola. Way so, to go. Yeah. And now you have corona. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to circle back to um uh, to 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 what we were talking about, yep. um, it's extremely important for you to reach out to your delegate, your congressman, congresswoman, your senator, uh, representatives, and uh, ask them if they support the toxic exposure bill. Right. Because if people don't have people, uh, if representatives don't have people in their district asking them about uh, these bills, they're probably not going to do a whole lot until like they're forced to do so. And we got the offer from Drinking Bros to come back down and talk about it, mm-hmm. and that they would, uh, you know lend their voice to the cause and mm. you know we just need to blow people's phones up to get this push because uh john stewart said like you know we don't have time to do a 20-year study like we already have all the data from toxic exposure from the 9-11 first responders mm. which he was you know intri- uh integral in getting huge passed. part huge part yeah it's like we already have the data it was the same chemicals like these guys are dying they don't have time for this yeah it only took what 20 years yeah. for them to get the first one like i love john stewart but if it takes a comedian mm. right yeah, and and it did, and he did a great job. But if it takes a comedian coming in there and telling you how you're a disgusting, filthy animal for not supporting the same people that you stood and held in front of you to get you elected, mm. then it's your time to go. Yeah, yeah, and we um we we made the joke that he has his own parking space at the uh, the Capitol building because he's yeah. there so often. He might as well. Like I've yeah. seen I've seen some of the videos they did of him just. You know, people would stop taking his calls and people would stop taking his meetings. So he'd be like, all right, Roger that, and just burst into people's offices and be yeah. like, yeah. why do you hate America? <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that like um, I was wearing my $900 uh, suit from Espeto. <laughs> yes, yes. Which they, Hard flex. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, everybody knows that I'm not going to spend that money on that. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Espeto hooked me up with that. And, uh, you know, everybody else is very well dressed. And then John comes in and he's wearing a fucking hoodie. <laughs> Oh, nice, yeah. The, you, fu- the when, fuck you hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. When you've had that man's career, you can wear whatever the hell you want. That's true. Yeah, and the funny thing was, is despite there being congressmen and senators in the room, mm. he sat at the head of the table. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so uh, politics aside, whatever you believe about his views, like you have to respect the fact that like he's taking his own time and money to push this issue for us. Mm-hmm. So the least we can do is um, you know, when the time comes, um, we need your guys' help in April to uh, to to really beat down some doors, blow up phone calls, yeah. um, and get this thing passed because people are dying. Yeah, reach out, make phone calls, and write letters and emails and stuff, and tell your senator that if they don't want to sign up for this and help people out, then uh, they don't have a job. Mm. Yeah, and it, it starts on the congressional level. Um, I believe so. Uh, Schoolhouse Rock 
the video about you know I'm just a bill. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that that's where I know most of my. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I think that's how the senators know it too. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually uh, was listening to Schoolhouse Rock on my way to take a uh, English final. <laughs> Conjunction, junction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is your function? What yeah. is your function? Yeah. Uh, speaking of other songs, I wanted to circle back. Uh, some followers asked us um, uh, what our favorite music was. Oh. Yeah. That's that's a hard question to ask because I've <laughs> I've got a range of stuff I listen to. Like Dan had asked me about what music I listen to in the gym, and. At the time, I was listening to Hungarian throat chants mixed with metal. So, okay. Uh, Mongolian and Hungarian yeah. uh, fusion with heavy metal. Okay. What? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm not going to play it right now. I'll We can put up a link or something, but it's, it's, yeah. it's Mongolian throat chanting okay. mixed with metal. Okay. It sounds, it sounds like... There's a bunch of Huns coming over the the top of the hill okay. to like beat you to death with their guitars. Okay. So. So in this was your 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 jock jams. This is your gym playlist. That's my gym playlist. Okay. Okay. And are right. you just lifting all the weight, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm lifting like all of the weight. Okay. Maybe not all at once. <laughs> right, but right. I will get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will lift every plate, even <laughs> if it's only by itself. Wow. So what else do you listen to? Uh, you know, alt rock, a uh, little bit of rap. Not the stadium country, but like old stuff, like uh, mm. Alan Jackson and whatnot. That's, that's enough of that. That's that's so, the wrong one. You, you I, guys, I, oh, yeah, that's the chocolate. wrong one. That sounds like an absolute nightmare for the record. <laughs> it sounds like like it, it's a fever dream. Like <laughs> like See, I'm flushing out a fever, and I'm just like that's the noise that's going on in my head. That's just the throat chanting. You gotta get the one that's mixed with the. Uh, that's just the throat chanting. Right, you, you even hear the yourself one that's, right now. <laughs> you get the one that's mixed with the metal. <laughs> No, see, I wonder if that's what like goes through his head when he's eating box for forty five minutes. Exactly, it has to. Um, it's not. <laughs> oh, what is that? What is? Um, I'm blue. <laughs> Gloria Estefan. <laughs> oh, okay. I like it. I like that. You know what? I appreciate. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see that coming, did you? Well, never do. Nope, never do. <laughs> I like Mainly because he's I selfish like, and closes his eyes. I like to keep people on, on their toes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, so Mike, uh, what what music are you into nowadays? Uh, I always say I'm a big proponent of anything except country. I can't, uh, the irony being from Indiana and from the yeah, Midwest, yeah. I don't like country music at all. Um, I just don't find it good, but I'll listen to a little bit of everything, honestly. Yeah, uh, so AJ is itching um, uh, to, to get back to his uh, <laughs> Mongolian throat chanting, so what do you got? <laughs> Stand by, here it comes. Yeah. I'm going to forward this a little bit because it takes a minute to... Yeah, yeah. It takes a minute to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> hey <laughs> All right, then. That's enough of that. <laughs> AJ, you're an absolute lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never said that wasn't true. <laughs> that like, is haunting. <laughs> that's you, the point. You listen to that while you're working out? Yes. Whew. Okay. Right, I, I was listening to, like, Bugsy for a while. Okay. And, uh, and that was okay, but sure. then... Some of his later stuff gets a little self-preachy, and I'm just like, all right, well, I need something else. Yeah. This way you don't get distracted because, A, I don't speak Mongolian, and B, it okay. just the sound of it makes you want to walk over to the guy that's sitting on the bench and not doing anything. And toss a salad. And his three bros are in the way. Yeah. And you're like, none of you are tall enough 
to be lifting anything right. and you're not lifting anything so fucking move it's 3 a.m and i got so a workout aggressive. to do yeah right right yeah. So aggressive. And, and it gives that music gives me the energy to like rip their heads off to just posture on people well i mean you know your your fellow um americans and patriots who are overseas defending the the country with you mm-hmm those particular four individuals I'm talking about, <laughs> fuck them. They're they're really douchey. Like there was one okay, that was okay, like the guy in it, charge. You're, <laughs> all, you're all hopped up on steroids. There was and this one and throat chanting. There's this one guy that was in charge, and he had like this. He looked like a combination between Pee Wee Herman and like one of the guys from uh, Jersey Shore. Uh-huh. Okay. And I thought maybe it was just his face was stuck. He had like the the flip up in the front mm-hmm. and he had like the the ridiculously comically raised eyebrow and he always yeah. looked at like his head was leaned back and his eyeballs were all big. <laughs> and I, I thought it was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just being a douche yeah. and maybe his face is just stuck like that yeah. and maybe I shouldn't be a judgmental prick. Too much throat music. Yeah. And then I was yeah. in the defect like three days later and I heard words come out of his mouth and I was like, no, my judgment was correct. He is a piece <laughs> of shit. And if he gets, if he, I wouldn't kill him, yeah. but if he got hit by a bus... I, I wouldn't exactly mourn his passing. That's fair. That's fair. Which All may right. be shitty, but fuck off. <laughs> so my uh, most recently uh, played music on my uh, my music app. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Eat World. Okay. Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. Plus 44. Boxcar Racer. Okay. Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. Um, and Post Malone. Uh, everything except Post Malone. Uh, 2003 called and they asked where you're doing. <laughs> Listening to the good music that was produced then. <laughs> you're in a serious pop punk phase. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was. And if I forward a little bit, uh, AJ put me on to the Paint It Black uh, remix by Sierra. Mm. That was in the Super Bowl commercial. That mm-hmm. one was legit. Yeah. Uh, Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Okay. Yeah, taking okay. it back. My uh, my girlfriend put me on to that song. Okay. Um, JoJo Pose by Apollo Fresh, for those of you who are big on TikTok. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nobody, but okay. Yeah. Um, Complacency Kills by the Marine Rapper. Oh yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Young Gravy by Young Gravy. That Young Gravy is so underrated. Yeah, he needs to blow up. He's big. Well, he's got like a million followers on Instagram. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he needs to be bigger. Gravy, gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. And then uh, also uh, Steady by Peabod. Uh, that's actually a really good couple song. Mm. Uh, if you're uh, if you have a sweetheart, uh, download Steady by Peabod and give it a listen, and it'll make you fall a little bit more in love. Okay, wow. And then after that, uh, when you finally get her into bed, put her on some Mongolian throat chain. <laughs> and just ruin her night. And then just destroy her fucking is pelvis. It, her is it ruining her night, or is it the best night of her life? Ruining her night. Well, I mean, it, uh, it must be something good, because, uh, you know, you, you, you have all these people trying to get back with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you keep telling them, no, <laughs> get no away. More, no more throat music for you. I'm not. Got to keep my head twisting off music fresh. But <laughs> but if we're talking about if we're talking about like like you know smooth jams mm. like what you have Alexa turn on when it's time to get the uh, get the business going yeah. yeah Alexa activate baby making music yeah what do you go to I would go uh, Alexa activate Barry White protocol yeah yeah what was that uh, Delta song you were telling me Big Black Delta yeah hugging <laughs> and kissing. <laughs> All right, that's uh, yeah. I heard him play that, and uh, it was some serious retro vibes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this yeah. song came out two, two, three years ago. But it was, uh, I think, I th- I'm just totally guessing about based on the sound. Yeah, I think it was in the movie Atomic Blonde, which was based in the '80s. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it has a definite '80s vibe to it, and, and it's it's pretty legit. Okay. okay. 
And so, Mike, um, what uh, what song do you listen to for 45 seconds while you make love? Uh, <laughs> both of you assume it lasts 45 seconds. Oh, that was including undressing. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the and ordering her on Hordash. Yeah, yeah, the Hordash <laughs> order. No, uh, the five-second pump and dump is usually, it's a, it's, it's Return of the Mac, just on repeat. <laughs> Until I can't go anymore. You lied to me. <laughs> Exactly. I uh, would say uh, mine is uh, Love is a Bitch by Two Feet. Mm. It's got those really, um, really soulful um, guitar music, you know, just full of, um, you know, just like longing and uh, desire. Mm. And that actually kind of reminds me a little bit. Um, in Portugal, there's a, a genre of music called Fado. Which um, basically is like this really melancholy kind of like folk music, and like the idea is that like you're sitting there, you're smoking a, a cigarette, a cup of coffee, looking out a rainy window, <laughs> thinking about better days, knowing that you'll never have them again. Mm. And so the entire genre is just like super fucking depressing. Sounds a lot like Mongolian throat music. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mongolian throat music doesn't talk about the past. It talks about whose head you're twisting off in the future. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you have any recommendations for uh, for music, uh, please send them to AJ. Uh, yeah, he'll, at he'll, Apollo thirty thirty one. He'll filter them for us. Yeah. yeah, and he'll let us know what the good ones are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll put him in charge of that department. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any uh, tips for Hordash, um, mm. please message them to Mike. Yeah, I got you. And I what's your you. new handle? Uh, Mike Sensi official. Had to go official. Yeah. yeah, a lot of scammers out there. So it's not Mike fucking sense anymore. I mean, that's just the name on it, but the actual handle is Mike Cincy Official. All right, good. Right mm-hmm. on, right on. And so, um, I might give you a follow after the show. I've <laughs> <laughs> been <mean> a lot. <laughs> Mike, uh, what uh, what other music do you uh, do you listen to? What did you listen to on the drive up here? Uh, on the drive up here, oddly enough, it was uh, the uh, the theme from the Bad Boys for Life soundtrack. Yeah, and that's, um, a, that's a bop. It's a fucking bop. And then that and Halsey's new single, "You Should Be Sad." Yeah, I probably listened to that no less than forty times in a row, and I don't know why. Uh. Were you sad? I should be sad, according to her. <laughs> but he's not. But I'm not. Because yeah, yeah. well, if it, he was sad, it's like you are sad by Halsey, mm. but you should be sad. Should uh, be sad. That's a, yeah. She's the only artist on earth that can make me, a grown man, scream, I should have never, ever had a baby with you, because it's the lyric, yeah. <laughs> and I can't stop listening to that fucking song. So. But you don't have any babies. I should have never, ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the power of Halsey. That's the power of Halsey. That's she will a, remove babies. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of her uh, performance on Saturday Night Live? No, it's great. She can do no wrong. I, I I remember watching it with AJ and like she came out in like a very provocative outfit. Yeah. First off, you watched it. With, you watched it with me, but insulting. What's yeah. that? You watched it with me, but oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How about that? Because because Mike yeah. and I look so similar. Exactly. I should have never ever had a baby with you. <laughs> <laughs> should listen to Halsey. You know. See, this is. Uh, I'm I'm gonna lean away from him a little bit. This is <laughs> the shame. I, yes, I don't I have it. the heart to tell him that I this when I watched it with him was the second time because you and I had already watched it together. Cheating bastard. Yeah, fuck, man. Anyway, can we get to that point? Because I want to hear what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she 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 walked down this provocative outfit, and we looked at each other, and we started making out. <laughs> that sounds like you and AJ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was the point of that story. <laughs> you know, interesting thing that Dan said to me the other day. We're sitting here editing one of the episodes, and he said, "My earliest memory." I'm I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of this for please for do time. please do. I was just like, please do. And, yeah. uh, have a bag of these. <laughs> and um, and he said, my earliest memory is when I was about four years old. And I'm 34 now. Mm-hmm. So that means I have 30 years of memories. It's just been over 15 years mm-hmm. since we met. He said, I now have more memories that include you 
then don't include you. Wow. So if I want to make out with him every once in a while, <laughs> that's that's nobody's fucking business but mine. And his. And his. Yep. And, and yours, because you occasionally have to watch. <laughs> I don't want to. They just, they, <laughs> they tell Well, I tele- say have to yeah. watch, but <laughs> he likes to boot the door open when we're making out and be like, player two has entered the game. <laughs> I get jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when you get jealous of your bros hooking up mm-hmm. and you want to go in there, maybe eat a little bit of ass, uh, season it with some girl your ass off. Wah, wah, wah. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT. Save yourself some money. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, combathomeover.com. Palmades, uh, beard oils. Uh, we we did a live video not too long ago. Yeah, and uh, we were taking calls and like it was it was super cool because people were like hyped that we answered. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was fun. Yeah, and they're just like, I didn't think I'd get this far. I don't know what to say. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, bye. Yeah, <laughs> next caller. Yeah, but one guy was like, I make beard oils and I'd like to send you some. And I'm like, well, you know, we appreciate it, but I already have bomb beard oil from Comeback Home over mm-hmm. more than I you know could possibly need. And then I get to this weird feeling. I was like, this dude's gonna jizz in it. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like. I'm gonna put it on. He's gonna like jerk off, knowing that like. Yeah, he's gonna make batch two, knowing that you use batch <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we gotta do more of those live videos. Yeah, that was fun. We'll do that more. Yeah, that was definitely uh, it was definitely a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Oh. <laughs> I think it's um it's high time that we uh we talk about uh what every person does what's that tell boot camp stories oh oh wow yeah oh man we're going back we're going retro huh oh wow okay yeah uh there there is a uh, a story that uh that uh involves cheetos okay that uh aj has told me in the past and i'd like him to tell that on air because it's a it's a solid uh a solid story and while he's telling that uh, you can think of one of yourself i don't have any i'll think of one i guess but yeah. i don't have a lot of boot navy boot camp is just like it, it's nothing. <laughs> like it's just sitting around learning how to sweep, writing letters home, and then getting up and sweeping some more. They just get in from their apartments with their Starbucks yeah, coffee exactly, and their donut, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, what's up, Chief? I'm here for yeah. uh, I'm here for boot camp today." And they're like, "Sweet, just uh, yeah. pop a seat in that chair over there, and we'll get to your classes here in yeah. a minute. We'll fit you in your Cracker Jacks later on, Sailor." And then they slap us on the ass. <laughs> yeah. All right. So just to set a little bit of context, uh, AJ is going to tell the story and periodically pause for us to give color commentary. Fair. Um, oh, you're gonna let me pause for your color commentary. That's yeah. a that's a welcome change. We, no, we we're not gonna let you. We demand you. Yeah, pause. we demand you pause. <laughs> that's more like the guys I know. <laughs> well, I mean, we have to demand it, otherwise we're not gonna get it. Much like oral from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Contact your congressman. <laughs> you still ain't getting. No, see, like the thing is, like I posted a picture of me holding the draft of the bill, and then uh, Marine Corps memes, like immediately, fucking like right at, as soon as I posted yeah, that was it, a good, no, no. Uh, posted, uh, photoshopped a picture with me holding this bill, but instead of like the bill for toxic exposure, it's like make pulling out illegal. I like it, and it's me standing in front of the Capitol building, and then other people like photoshopped like geese with like an X through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like oh, I should have seen that coming. It's a very photoshopable. Photo. You did, you did the version yeah. of uh, President Trump holding up the executive order and people photoshopping yeah. crap on top of it. Yeah, um, you should have known better. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I should have known that our audience had a predilection to <laughs> yeah. to make memes. Exactly. Oh, you, Who knew? You yeah. definitely have predilections. Okay, Ooh. so to set this up, the uh, the year was 1942. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marine Corps finally let African Americans uh, serve in the military. So AJ enlisted immediately. Yeah, 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 because he uh, he is a soul brother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so there he is at Mumford Point, <laughs> and uh, I'll kick it over to you. There's so much wrong with what you just said, <laughs> but, but so much right. But it felt so right. Yep. But I I digress. Thank God. So. I had this guy in my boot camp, and I'm not going to say his name, but he was the typical corn-fed white boy from the Midwest. Like he was about six five, 
blonde haired, blue eyed, wide as a linebacker, definitely chucked hay his entire life, mm. dumber than a sack of bricks. Okay. Right. And we had a drill instructor who looked a lot like Nosferatu from like the nineteen twenties. Like the the pulled skin and the bald head that looked like the shape of a light bulb. Mm. And for those of you who aren't uh, a million years old, uh, Nosferatu <laughs> is uh, an old school vampire from a movie that was made in like 1939. They remake Dracula every like 15 years. Yeah, Dracula, not Nosferatu. Same thing. Mm. Yeah, not if you don't know that. They referenced it in Rick and Morty. That means it's relevant enough that people See, should know See, the it. movie was only 10 years old when you were in boot camp. Uh, so <laughs> it's easy for you to know that. But like, Again, in Rick and Morty... They had the at the the one where he was uh, he went to the high school and he was Tiny Rick, right? And they killed the vampire. And then after credit scene, the vampire master he's like, Coach Ferratu, really? We're playing these <laughs> stupid fucking games. From yeah. now on, everybody's gonna have a regular name like Chris Johnson or something. You know the writer of that shows like fifty something, right? Like he would get the reference, <laughs> and they intentionally put things in there that people don't get so they can like be like hoity about it. That was a good scene, though. He's like, I'm an yeah. asshole. I feel like I'm being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, a good scene, yeah. Oh, I'm not? Cool? All right, great. And then he eats <laughs> he that eats woman's woman. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, just Google Nosferatu and the, look at the 1920s version, and that's that's the staff sergeant we had. 20s? <laughs> 1920s-ish. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fucking film historian. Anyway, uh, so this drill instructor hated this kid, mm. and he didn't yell at him. Because yelling at him would have been easy. Mm-hmm. What he would do is he would stand right next to his head anytime he had the opportunity and he'd whisper to his ear. He goes, you know, I fucking hate you, right? <laughs> you know, your fucking parents hated you. That's why they let you enlist so you could be our fucking problem and not be their problem anymore. You fucking colorless turd. <laughs> and just yeah. and they would just keep whispering to him and he would keep going until he would cry. Mm. Okay. So was this the type of drill instructor that would try to bang people's moms on family day? Mm. Oh no, this this guy had nothing but hate and vengeance. Like <laughs> he didn't have he probably had the ability to have sex with people's moms, but he was too as Colin Powell suggested, too focused on his goal <laughs> of <laughs> murdering people's hearts. Even his cock was a DI. <laughs> he had a little tiny Nice. Drift compatible. Yes. <laughs> so one day, this kid's getting uh, quarter decked. He's getting punished mm-hmm. physically uh, for his inability to follow an order instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Do they have quarter decking in Navy boot camp? Uh, it's called ITing. Intensive training? Yeah. Okay. So that's basically where they yell at you, make you do uh, exercise. It's just like a really shitty workout of the day. Yeah, exactly. In CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just a shitty version of it. But just like CrossFit, you don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like two minutes into it, and you're like, this is exhausting. Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I can see why Mike only goes 45 seconds. <laughs> like, this is Return a workout. Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you get. That's all you get. That's all you get, yeah. You may not even get the C in Mac. <laughs> Return of the uh. <laughs> <laughs> get out. <laughs> Like, uh, what is it, Family Guy did British porn, and they're like, almost, <laughs> almost, <laughs> and there. There we are. Well done. <laughs> that, Solid. That, very well done. Solid effort. So, this kid, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting he's getting punished on the quarter deck mm-hmm. for about 45 minutes. And it's to the point where he's doing push-ups and puddles of his own sweat to the point where he's sliding around and can't do push-ups anymore. Nice. So... We leave. The majority of the platoon leaves. It was dinner time, and so the the uh, he was considered the late chow or whatever. We all we're all gone, except for the the kid they left on fire watch. Laura, mm, 
kid is put on the quarter deck. Yeah. Uh, it sitting Indian style with his hands on his knees, and he's left alone for a little bit because there's like an X period of time they're allowed to to haze you, and then it's not it's like malicious hazing not training mm-hmm. yeah like they they can only go for so long according to the order they have like they have to carry cards in their uh, left breast pocket of their blouse that says like what they're allowed to do and so they have questions it's like right there mm-hmm. but furthermore it's so the command can fry them oh, so like yeah. you had your card and you knew what you did was wrong because you had the card mm. you're aware of the limits and you cross them anyway yeah so uh the kid's sitting there on his on the quarter deck and drone chart comes back out and he had this weird thing. Like he already looked like a vampire from the twenties. Okay. So he used to do this thing where he'd be standing straight up, bent over at the waist, but he'd still somehow be looking up at you when you were sitting Indian style on the quarter deck. That's haunting. It is haunting because the knife had to be right there too. Yeah, much like AJ, this uh, individual was very limber. Mm. Yeah, AJ can put one of his heels behind his head. Mm-hmm. You know, if if somebody wants to eat his uh, his salad. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I have hips like an old husky, so don't give me that crap. Like just hip displays you out of the woods. So this well, kid that was a solid joke. Yeah. It was, a, more it than was that. a solid joke. I'll give get it some to you. of this Cobb salad. <laughs> no respect. No respect. I tell you, that was actually one of AJ's uh, high school uh, crewmates. You know, for the rowing. Rodney Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Rodney yeah. Dangerfield. That's fair. So to think this, AJ's older. <laughs> yeah, you know why I still look so young? I keep my blood with my blood thin with rage. That's fair. Hanging That's out fair. with you guys makes it easy. We keep you young. Yeah. <laughs> so this kid sits on the on the quarter deck, and the drill instructor comes out, and he starts whispering to him again. But he's like, he goes, you know, I'm not going to do the drill instructor voice because I'm not a boot. But he goes, Dan does it all the time. Yeah, and that was kind of like the preference of this whole thing is we all tell boot camp stories. Yeah, we we do, but you know, like we can modify them yeah. for our age. So <laughs> he goes, he goes, you know what? You're still a piece of shit. I still think you're a turd and you deserve to not be here. Mm. But I will give you the credit that you've been here for several weeks now and I have hazed the dog shit out of you <laughs> and you have yet to quit. Nice. I don't know if it's because you're brave or because you're too fucking stupid <laughs> to realize what's happening to you. Yeah. But I'll give you that credit. So he's like pumping him up a little bit, right? Well, that's that's what uh what some of us at this table would uh, tell young ladies. I don't know if you're brave or you're stupid to be here. Yeah, yeah. But but pass those chicken nuggets. It's go, <laughs> it's go time. All 40 of them. That's <laughs> right. So uh, he's pumping him up, and then he disappears for a minute, and he comes back in, and he's got a the, – back in the day, they had these, like uh, – it looked like a Pringles can, but it had different kinds of chips in it. So this one had uh, Cheetos, and they were in the shape of little paws, right? And they were called Cheetos Paw Prints or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a Go can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So – he brings this back from the drill instructor's, the senior drill instructor's uh, hooch, the little house that he lived in, and he hands it to Laura, and <laughs> Laura takes it. Whatever you can bleep it or yeah, not, sorry. I don't give a shit at this point. <laughs> well, so for those of you who are in the Air Force, uh, drill instructors are the people who give you guys uh, ice cream and promotions in boot camp. Yeah, that's right, right, they, and, and foot rubs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and drill instructors for us are the ones that hand us pain and nightmares that last forever, <laughs> and apparently Cheetos, <laughs> and apparently Cheetos. So he hands him, he hands him the can of Cheetos. He goes, you know what, boy. He goes, I know you miss Chow, so why don't you go ahead and eat these uh, eat these Cheetos? Now, I know Laura's too dense for this, but I know in my head this is the way it played out, mm-hmm. right? Like it zoomed it into his brain, and there was like a little mini guy in there. Like Homer Simpson style. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, all right, now I know I just got hazed for 45 minutes straight for not doing what I was told. So clearly, 
instant willing obedience to all orders is what I should do here. And then the little other guy in there was like, are you crazy? The senior drone instructor will come in here and eat your spleen by going by ripping it out of your throat, like for eating his Cheetos. Like, yeah. clearly, that's a bad idea. So he goes with the lesser of two evils and says, well, I, how can I get in that much trouble from doing what I'm told? Mm. So he begins to eat the Cheetos. Oh, no. And then you hear, Senior Drill Instructor, this motherfucker's eating your Cheetos. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Instant betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like there's like one straight crunch in his <laughs> mouth, and immediately there are four large muscled fucking men with campaign hats inside of him uh. screaming at full volume. And at this point is when the rest of us came back from dinner, right? Mm -hmm. So we hear... You know, all the hazing going on up front. And as we're walking in, somebody comes up and one of the drill instructors and grabs six more kids and brings them up there and puts them on the opposite side of the quarter deck. So they're kind of the, the guy who's already getting in trouble and the six new guys are all facing each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the, uh, the quarter deck is kind of like a designated space for like activities, whether it's pain. Like, yeah, classes or intensive training or like mail call. It's just kind of like a cleared space in the barracks. Mm -hmm. Like um, I would say, like depending on the barracks, like maybe it's 20 by 20 pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it's it's like the only space in the barracks that the recruits are supposed to be in that doesn't have rack uh, beds in it. Right. So they're up there and they're they're doing push-ups right now. The kid is back in the puddles of his own sweat, so mm -hmm. he's pushing. And at this point, they're pushing as they're told. So the the drone instructor will say down up, and they have to go down and up. And at some point, Laura can't push anymore. Like his arms are gone. He's sweating. He's like slipping in puddles. The other kids are fresh. So the drone instructor says down up, and he says I can't. And the other kid goes, Come on, Laura, you're fucking us. Eat the pain. <laughs> He says, eat the pain, and it's like that drill, that drill instructor's mind explodes, right? <laughs> he goes, he like comes down, he knife hands, he goes, what the fuck did you just say? And he goes, this recruit said, eat the pain, sir. He rearranges them. So now the kid is sitting like, like Burt Reynolds in front of the fireplace <laughs> on the rug, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? He's got the Cheetos in front of him, yeah. and the other ones are still pushing. And so every time he says, down up. They go down, they come up, and they go, eat the pain. And then the other kid has to go, no recruits, I'm eating Cheetos. <laughs> they keep doing it till he eats the whole can. Oh, jeez. And then the, while they're doing it, one of the other drone instructors, unbeknownst to us, had been sent out to go get a, another bag of the like the Cheetos puffs, yeah. like the big party bag. Oh, Jesus Christ. They make him eat all of that, too. Oh, my God. He ralphed orange for days. <laughs> That's a taste that just doesn't go away. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things, but I can't imagine one right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I, I just had this flash of, like, that video that Cartoon Network did, like, put it in the cornucopia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that was just the drill instructor's brain. Yeah. It was like, put the Cheetos in the cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I can imagine he just got, like, all fucking, like, hyped up. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, our our uh, drill instructor's thing was like, uh, he they you know they would personally insult you, you yeah. know, they would t attack your insecurities. Yeah, yeah. And so like you know there would be kids through physical pain and em and emotional uh, torment that they would cry, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, so our kill hat, uh, who's the the junior drill instructor, and it's his job to be the hype man, you know. Yeah. Like they pump him up with like caffeine, and it's his job to be wild. <laughs> and then as you get more senior, then you could be a little bit more chill. Yeah. And so it's more like your mean older brother, and then like mom and dad. Yeah. For your like drill instructors. And so like the kill hat would reach down and you would grab the, the water that your tear made, put it in his left breast pocket and be like, now I have your soul. Nice. 
Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah, Mike, you're up. Oh, man, I don't have again. Navy boot camp's so different. There was. Well, just, what about like RP training? No, nah, like, well, now we're going way. To, I, it took I'll, me eight minutes to get through that story, and you went with motherfucker stole his tear. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll come back to me. Okay, I mean, it's not a bad story. I was just like, wow, I, I thought we were just doing like 10 second blurbs. It could have been like, well, this is one dude who got, got launched like 20 feet for no reason. <laughs> there, that's the whole story. Uh, there was one instance in my boot camp that made me laugh. It This runs the risk of you had to be there story, so I'm going to full send it anyway. You can cut it out if you want. I don't know if it's going to hit or not. But um, so, and I don't know how Marine Corps boot camp is, but Navy boot camp, uh, like, there's a few uh recruits who get like jobs who are like the RPAC or like the they're like known as the, the, the scribe or yeah yeah, the yeah scribe or like or the like, gear locker recruit yeah so yeah so same there's a bunch of different jobs but one of them usually uh like the oldest recruit in the in the birthing is known as like the uh the education or training petty officer so when you join navy boot camp i think they give tablets now but they used to give books full of just like everything navy and you couldn't look up from your books the first couple weeks you had to like be buried in your books you're like learning yeah yeah uh, like knowledge yeah exactly and so uh this guy he was like early to mid 30s he was like the oldest dude in boot camp and he was fucking he was like the education po and so we had all done one of our first written tests for boot camp and we did really bad. Like as a, like some people passed, most people failed miserably. Like it was just a really bad showing out. And, um, this guy was like this fucking nerd. He was like six, three. So he was pretty tall and he had glasses and he just, he talked like very like, uh, just like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm older. Like I've, I've been you given, literally just described AJ. I, I, and I'm going to continue. And six, three, <laughs> six, three glasses, yeah. Irish, <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> always glaring. Always glaring. I could feel it. And uh, he's not wearing his glasses, so they might be squinting just is. to see you. <laughs> I love books. I'm AJ. Blah. Anyway, so I will burn this <laughs> motherfucker to the ground while playing Mongolian throw chips. <laughs> what else would I play, Daniel? That that's like the only good thing that music's for is burning a place to the ground. Anyway, so uh, this guy, he, uh, yeah, he's the training PO, and so we do really bad on this test. And so the fucking, uh, the RDCs put us to bed and they turn off the lights, right? And so everybody, obviously a full day of training, you're tired, you don't want to fucking do anything but sleep. It's like the little piece you get at boot camp. And so then, like, I'd say 10, 15 minutes after the RDCs leave, this fucking nerd, he like goes to the, the opening of the, the birthing and he flips on the lights and everyone's like, everyone's like, what are you doing? He's like... I'm the training petty officer, and we fucking did poorly on this test, so now we're going to study as a group. And everyone's like, fuck yourself. What are you doing? Like, we have no peace here. And then this guy's just like, no, we're doing it. And so slowly, a few people crawl their racks, actually get their books out, and then they're like, come on, we're supposed to be brothers. Like, this is like a training exercise. We're all building together. And, like, everybody's, like, starting to argue amongst themselves. And then in the very back, you just hear this big black guy who became a cook. I don't know if that's relevant to the story, but it paints the picture. He, he, yeah, he I'm just picturing Chef Rush. A hundred percent. That's a Chef Rush. <laughs> this guy, he just, he didn't get out of his rack. You just heard him in the back and he just goes, hey, I'm not getting up. And then everyone's like, I forget his name. Fuck. And he's like, so-and-so, come on, get up. He's like, I'm not getting up. And then the training PO was like, he's like, well, you have to. He's like, I don't have to do shit. And then he's like, he's like, he's like, well, all your brothers. And, and then he cut him off. He's like, hey, he's like, if you don't cut the lights off in 30 seconds, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then it got really quiet. And then he just turned the lights off and everybody went back to sleep. <laughs> so this big black guy who just wanted to sleep, he goes, I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't turn the lights off. And then everybody was like, yeah, it's probably good. Let's, let's just go to sleep. We'll do, te- we'll do tests later on. 
So that's the only time boot camp I was kind of like, that was really funny. But yeah. Yeah. Just in the in the in the dark corner, a dark man made a dark command. <laughs> <laughs> it's poetry. It's poetry. Yeah, yeah that, that's actually what the Mongolian throat chant translates <laughs> that's right. to. Yeah, he sings most of that music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're um. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Marine Corps boot camp is super gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you spend a uh, a lot of time naked around seventy other dudes. And so that's not to be derogatory to those, you know, who have that uh, that preference. Sure. Because if that's what you're into. Join the Marine Corps. Yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> Kevin, where he's like, I uh, from the office, and he's like, I can't go to boot camp. All right. He's like, I, I'm sorry. I can't go to prison. Yeah. And then Oscar uh, is like asking him, he's like, oh, you would love it there. Yeah. He's like, you haven't heard what goes on in prison. You'd love it there. <laughs> <laughs> and Oscar's like, why? <laughs> like, he knows what he's getting at, but he wants Kevin to say it. <laughs> he's What's like, it? you would love it there. Yeah. And so- you spend a lot of time in various stages of undress, and so there is a fair amount of time where you're not wearing anything except your shower shoes, and so you have like your hygiene bag in one hand, or your towel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you have to run to the shower naked, and they'll have like the the squad leaders there with like a little pump bottle of Dial soap, mm-hmm. and there's like uh, ten showers in the shower, but only like four of them work, and they're like mixed between scolding hot and freezing cold. Yeah. So you're essentially doing the Macarena as you're like twirling through the shower, like trying to soap and rinse off. <laughs> In like thirty seconds, yeah, it's and like showering with a woman, except without any women around, <laughs> and, lots, <laughs> and lots, and lots more dangles. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, and if for whatever reason you didn't move fast enough, or there was some sort of disorder or whatever, you get punished further. Mm-hmm. And if you're naked, you're naked. Yeah, yeah. Like you just get punished naked. And so we would do wall to wall, where you'd have to run to one side of the 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 birthing and then back to the other side, mm-hmm. like as a unit. And so we're all naked, and so there's just fucking dicks <laughs> flopping everywhere. Flop, flop, flop. And there's this kid named Steel who was all of five foot one, and um, we're running back and forth, and all you hear is Steel, and he's a very quiet kid, you know? You didn't hear him speak up a whole lot. Right. You just hear him go, for the love of God, stop pushing. <laughs> 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 and so you had some of these kids in the platoon that were like six five, six eight, you know? So all I can imagine is he's just like crotch level, you know? Just getting all the Skittles and M&Ms. That's right, yeah, all those... Sweet, sweet treats. <laughs> that are tucked into foreskins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these dicks and balls just smacking around in his face. <laughs> and he's like being pushed and he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, he's like, for the love of God, stop pushing. <laughs> and like everybody just <laughs> lost their shit. <laughs> and at this point, like we, like we're okay. Like, all right, we like, we're like Marshawn Lynch. We're like, all right, we're just here so we don't, we don't get fucking NJP. Right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or like Article 15 or yeah. whatever. And so we're just like, we're kind of chuckling ourselves. Like, this is just not, not what I expected. Yeah, yeah. When you go to the recruiter's office and it's like, one mind, any weapon. They forget to tell you that it's one mind, any whip, and lots of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, we're just, we're just like uh, running it back and forth. And so he puts us back online. And he's like, "All right, get your stuff out of your, uh, your, your Footlocker," and he's counting us down because everything you do is mm-hmm. is counted down from thirty to ten or whatever down to zero. Yeah. And uh, if they say zero, you have to freeze. And one is kind of like, "All right, you're done. You have to be position of attention, no matter what you're doing." Mm-hmm. And so we're all digging in our footlocker, and the drill instructor is like, zero! And everybody yeah. goes, freeze, recruit, freeze. And he's like, everybody, except recruit Yagma, look at recruit Yagma. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, bent over with like a demon <laughs> arch in his back, ass all up in the air, like right in the drill instructor's face. <laughs> what? Brown, his little brown star. <laughs> what? Why was he doing it in front of the drill instructor? I, he was at a bad angle when he was trying to get into his footlocker, and he only had 10 seconds to do the thing. And so, like, this dude does look like he's ready for a professional pounding. <laughs> and so, uh, and so he's like, 
Everybody look at recruit Yagba. <laughs> you know, except for you, everybody yeah. stop and look at him. And so he's like in the three point stance. Yeah, he's ready to go time. Yeah, and he, uh, I think he was like, uh, I think he was Arabic, so he was a, a brown man, <laughs> with the brown star. Yeah, with the, <laughs> with the brown star, very hairy. Oh. And so he was just like, "Has everybody seen recruit Yagma?" Like, sir, yes, sir. He's like, "What does recruit Yagma look like?" And then, uh, man, he said a very derogatory term. Yeah, right, right. He's like, "Well, you said it, not me. You got 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. <laughs> and it was just one of those moments. It was just like this dude really stopped seventy grown ass men to make them all look at another grown ass man's brown star asshole. Yeah. yeah, just like all up in the air for everybody to see, and um. It was just one of those moments where I like I was like fuck man like the Marine Corps is not gonna be what I thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah exactly yeah lots of fucking male nudity <laughs> man oh. <laughs> so I think this is a good time to talk about the nut rug <laughs> <laughs> Mike would you like to lead us into that the nut rug a tactical fanny pack for all your brown star needs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if uh, you check out arborarms.com, dot com mm-hmm. you can. Uh, <laughs> Get your nut ruck. <laughs> Get your nut ruck on. Okay. So is there uh, there anything else that you guys want to cover before we get out of here? Oh, man, I'm just so tired. <laughs> I got a puppy at home, and she's waiting. Yeah, okay. Aww. Yeah, aww. So there, there is one piece of fan mail that I, wanna, that I wanted to talk about. Sure. Uh-oh. Um, oh, no. We were basically oh, no. <laughs> talking about how, uh, how it's difficult sometimes to deal with older generation of veterans, right? Okay. And he said that he was working at a retail store, and this uh, this older vet came in, and he dem- uh, was demanding a military discount. Not, like, asking for one. He was, like, demanding it, like, right. right out the gate. And so the guy was like, okay, well, like, yeah, that's no problem. Like, we offer one. Like, may I see your military ID? And so the dude pulls out a, a picture of an old Navy ship cut out of a magazine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not even, like, a, like a, a developed picture of him on a ship or right. a uniform. No, yeah. it was like he went into National Geographic or yeah. something and clipped <laughs> out a picture of a ship, and he held that up. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. It's the USS, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, the USS, give me my discount, bitch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I, I can't give you a discount with this. And yeah. the dude got furious. He's like, you're fucking hate America. Like, I'm a veteran. I serve my country. What the fuck? And you won't give me a fucking discount. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I wrote an article uh, for American Grit, uh, kind of about this because you uh, you have all these things that civilian companies want to do. They they want to give back, but they don't quite know how, and they can't do it in such a way that it you know cuts too much on their profits because they got to feed their family, of right? Of course. So like different grocery stores will put up like veteran only parking spot, or you know they'll offer a discount or this that and the other. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about the veteran community is that people will get mad at that. Oh yeah yeah. And so, like, here I am, I'm driving into Walmart, and there's a parking spot that says, you know, veterans only. And I feel like, you know, like, I, I did Iraq, Afghanistan, 12 years. Like, if, you know, like, that, this not, shouldn't be a problem for me to park there. Mm-hmm. But then my anxiety creeps in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to park all the way the fuck in the back of the parking lot and have to walk in and carry all my shit out, you know, because I don't use a shopping cart because I'm a man. Right, that's right. You know? One trip. But then at the same time, I'm like, if I park there... What happens if, like, some fucking double-amp Korea vet shows up after me? Yeah. And he's like, you fucking bitch. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Too slow. <laughs> <laughs> With your no legs. With your no leg having bitch. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, the idea of, I'm like, what if people see me, too? You know, they yeah, see yeah. me parked there, and they, like, you know, uh, take a picture, and they're yeah. like, yeah, you could. Pop Smoke thinks he's a veteran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. Damn it. Like, it's kind of my whole thing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I had this anxiety, so although... The uh, the benefit or the preference is there for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use it 
because I feel some sort of guilt because I feel like there are other people who are more deserving. Mm. And I think that is a direct translation to the lack of people who file for veteran benefits when they get out. Mm. And I had a discussion with um, Congressman Ruiz's staffers about this. I was like, look, only a fraction of percentage of people who um, rate the VA benefits actually file for them. Mm -hmm. Like uh, somebody from the Wounded Warriors told me that like 70% of their caseload for veteran benefits are Vietnam veterans. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you have guys who have not been getting paid and so take this, for example, if you rate 70%, you get about $1,500 a month. And if you live for another 40 years, I did the math on this, that is a $720,000 policy that the government pays you in installments. Yeah. So if you think about 40 years times 12 times 1,500, there's that. And so like the government theoretically is going to pay you almost three quarters of a million dollars over the course of your lifetime. Mm -hmm. So if you miss out on a lot of that, then like the government's saving a lot of money. So just like the parking space, you have this opportunity that it you rate it, it's there for you, mm -hmm. but people have guilt and they don't want to take it. Then we also did more math and it's like, okay, if somebody waits 10 years to file their benefits, right? And because of this, like a lot of the paperwork gets lost, it's harder to prove things. Mm -hmm. Say you get like um, a reduced uh, rate and you're only getting paid $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. You do the math, even though that's only $500 a month less, but because of the 10 years, they actually end up only paying you half of what you would have been paid if you had filed to begin with and got that original percentage. Yeah. Half of that. $360,000 you left on the table. So just like this veteran's discount that you can get at a hardware shop, just like this veteran's parking space, the benefits are there for you, but we're not using it. Fucked on the way in and fucked on the way out. Yeah, so... And then, and then I told him this because the big debate was, should we include contractors? And my, um, my thought was like, yes, we should include them on the toxic exposure bill because um, as many contractors have died in Afghanistan as we have lost service members in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And so like the idea that contractors have contributed a lot to this country, DOD, DOS, various companies. And so like I feel like there should be some sort of provision. But the, the, the fucking thing of it is is that if we do that, it's going to overburden the system. Yeah. There's already six months to a year backlog for people who were veterans, and only 40% of veterans actually use their benefits. So if 100% of veterans plus contractors were to be put in the system, it would destroy it. Well, mm -hmm. here's the thing. Majority of contractors are veterans, and that's one of the things. Like, the, I can't speak to all of it, but I can say that one of the reasons that DOS, for example, Department of State, one of the reasons they use contractors for security personnel are it takes two years to make a special agent. It can take as little as four months to make a contractor, mm -hmm. right? And a contractor isn't less of an experienced individual. Like these contractors usually have like a long list of shit, like wickets they have to hit. Like you have to have this experience in, in protective security detail. You have to mm. have this experience as an instructor in these five areas. You have to do all these, you have to tick all these boxes. Yeah, but it's not the fact that they're not veterans. It's the fact of the matter is when did they get exposed? No, no, so I, you have people who serve four to eight years, but they never went to an area with a burn pit. They go there as a contractor. They get exposed, they get cancer, and they're not covered. No, I get that. We I covered merchant for. marines after World War II. Merchant Marines got veteran status because they were being attacked by Japanese and the Germans. But we're not doing that with our current contractors because security, yes, the majority of security is. But when you go to technical aspects, the majority of the contractors that are out there, especially through DOD, are not security. They're uh, specialized skills, especially with like uh, cybersecurity and like um, stuff like that. And a lot of these guys, they're they're not veterans. Right. And then they're being exposed 
and they don't get anything. There's no Purple Heart for a DOS agent who gets shot. Mm-hmm. There's no you know uh, VA benefits. There's no disability claim. None of that. So like I, I definitely see where you're coming from, but the idea is that if we like I and I, I don't want to quote anybody directly, but the phrase that's going out there is that if we can afford to spend X amount of money on war, we should be able to take some of that money and spend it on the people who fought that war. No, mm. I agree with you. That's the direction I was headed. Is that you know if you're if you're going to take these guys and a lot of them are veterans and you're right, some of them aren't. If we can afford to put them in that situation, we can afford to fix them when that situation breaks them, right? And with the amount of money we spend on bullshit, just stop funding two programs we don't need and you'll be good. Like the amount of money we spend on nonsense is ridiculous. Yeah. And we had a show on this, uh, I think maybe one or two seasons ago. Yeah, every time Mike comes here, he's got a new pair of gators. <laughs> You know, they're yeah, issued to me. I, I can't help it. He's got like he's got like sixteen pairs of those uh, those high speed operator like multi cam pants with the built in knee pads that are like two hundred dollars a set. <laughs> and what's wrong? Hey, I don't. I, it's not that I don't think you should have them because they make your ass pop. They do. My All ass right. pops like a motherfucker. Right those, yeah. for 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 a white kid from the Midwest, you, you got some booty. He's got, got that a, corn I, booty. Got a little bit of back. Yeah, like I'd say I'd say thick with uh, with three C's. Return of the back. Am I a- right? Return a- of the back. Ah. But no, you're right. Absolutely, let's let's stop wasting money on bullshit and start taking care of the people that take care of us. Okay, so um, we I think we can all agree that you know contractors should get something now, whether they should be allowed to sue the company they worked for mm. or whether they should just be able to enroll in Tricare. That's the big debate. That's kind of what's stalling the bill right now. And once those finer points get worked out, then it gets rolled out in April, and that's the target date. So uh, we we voice our opinion, Mike. Uh, what what what's your take on this? Um, I feel like if anybody served in um in the same area as somebody else, they should reap the same benefits. Like whatever your status is, whether it's active duty, whether it's contractor, whether it's whatever, you're breathing the same air and you're eating the same food. You should rate the same benefits as those people you serve alongside. Right on. That's, um, that's it. That's it. So uh, to play the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. uh, you have somebody who enlists in the military. Mm-hmm. They do their training. They have a four-year contract. Like, you literally have to go to work, otherwise you go to jail. Right, right. It's not like a regular job that you can just quit. Right. As for if you're a contractor, if you want to leave, you can leave at any time. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these people only do uh, one to two tours. They get their they, they get their money, and mm-hmm. they move on with their life. Yeah. So the idea is that it's hard. It's a hard sell to do that because a lot of these contractors were employed by big companies mm-hmm. that, you know, con- uh, contribute millions of dollars to special interest groups and to campaigns and stuff like that. So in the interest of fairness, if you're trying to get elected to make some real actionable change to whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you get presented with a bill that is going to directly fuck one of the people who finance your campaign, you're in a tough spot. True. Because how do you help these other people if you can't get reelected? Yeah. And so that, that is one of the difficulties that I, I think that people, I don't want to give them too much credit, but politicians are put in different, different uh, in difficult circumstances sure. because it's like, if you want to get reelected, you have to do certain things. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? How many stormtroopers stopped and was like, wait, are we the bad guys? No, of course we're not the bad guys. Anyway, let's go back to post on the Death Star, right? You're not, people aren't stupid. They know when they're doing something skeezy. They know, they know when they're doing something they're not supposed to. And I understand that politicians, generally speaking, have to get themselves reelected. Like, when a, when a senator gets elected, they have to raise $10,000 a week from, the, from day one for their re-election campaign. But at the same time, they didn't get they didn't get hired to make money 
to continue to have a job. Mm. Like if you're not doing your job, you shouldn't keep your job anyway. So one thing that I, and I, I won't put this on anyone just because I would like to be invited back to meetings, <laughs> um, but one person in the meeting specifically said, how am I supposed to go to my base and tell them that this Blackwater mercenary who was killing innocent civilians is getting put in front of the line of a veteran who served honorably? Mm. And I am, I wanted to jump the fuck out of my chair yeah, yeah. and like jump onto the fucking table and start giving everybody knife hands because <laughs> like that was such an extreme fucking yeah. narrow statement. Yeah. But at the same time, like I can't completely disprove it. Look, I don't want to be the guy because I love making fun of Blackwater dudes and their stupid bear paw tattoos. Mostly because I know a lot of those guys and it's funny because they're like, I'm like, they're, they, they're like, oh, Blackwater's not that bad. And I go, yeah, where's your paw print tattoo, you fucking scale? Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's, it's Academy now, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's Academy. They changed the yeah. name like four times. Yeah. It was like Blackwater, and then it was Z Corps, and then it was Academy. And I think Academy got bought up, like a couple of different contracting agencies got bought up, and now they're under the umbrella of Castellus, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't really know about all that high level stuff, but suffice to say, like, again, a lot of these guys are veterans. And yeah, if you're a shithead and you murder civilians, obviously you get what's coming to you, or at mm. least you should. Yeah. And so don't take this as any kind of endorsement of that. But for someone to say, oh, what about these mercenaries? Do you know why we hire contractors? Because they're cheap. Yeah, it's the the, um, the sweeping under the rug of the cost of war. Exactly. Because we can tell the American public, yeah, we only have X amount of troops in there, but you have X amount of these contractors, and they're not all Blackwater or Triple Canopy or stuff like that. A lot of them uh, you know, go through DOD or DOS programs, like they're individual companies, but they get like credentials from these things. Mm-hmm. So like they're there to, you know, you know, fix trucks. Like our friend, uh, his handle Swolfy. Like, oh, yeah, he, he's yeah, over yeah. there as a contractor right now. And he's a, uh, you know, he works on, um, on, uh, on like mechanical stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So he's not, he's not out there like, you know, he's not out there like murdering civilians or right, anything, you exactly. know? Yeah. They got plenty of guys that are doing like DEAV is, is does what you're talking about. They were like yeah. replace armor glass in, mm-hmm. in vehicles. That's all they do. That's their whole thing. You bring the vehicle in, you're saying, all I can see is like this dinner plate size out of my glass because it's all melted. And they go, Roger this, we'll get you some new glass. Mm. Yeah, so it's the, uh, the the sneaky way that the Department of Defense has more manpower over there without telling the American public Yeah, yeah. how many people are actually over there. Because, yeah, a lot of these guys get paid better, but the thing is, is like they're only there for the period of time, and then they don't have to give them benefits afterwards. So in the long run, you take a guy like me, Who's making fifty grand a year, including my benefits in that, and then afterwards, you're paying me uh, three quarters of a million dollars over the course of my lifetime in disability benefits. Yeah, we've spent about two trillion dollars on this war. Half of that has gone to guys like us and our benefits. All these social programs to help veterans transition, all these uh, service organizations that get grants and funds, all the disability payment, all the fucking brand new VAs, stuff like that. That's half of the cost of the war right there, and so. It's a lot cheaper to hire a contractor and then, you know, take them and throw them away afterwards mm-hmm. than it is to take a guy like me. And if I get hurt or dis- or disabled, they got to pay for me for life. So that's kind of like the uh, the sneaky way that the government gets uh, gets around that. Yeah. And Micah, what what what's your experience with that? Uh, not a lot, honestly. Uh, being still in, I'm not uh, not well versed in like what happens afterwards or the benefits that are afforded to you. Like I can listen to guys like you who kind of know the system a little bit, but I really don't know because I haven't swam in that pool yet. But uh, specifically, um, do you see a lot of contractors when you go over to seas to various places? Yeah, for sure. And uh, what are they doing? Oh, sitting around. <laughs> 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 Not doing a lot. I know. I mean, 
uh, when I see them working, they're handling the odd jobs, you know, the security, uh, checking IDs, and um, yeah, uh, just doing like the blue collar work around the bases and just odd jobs, honestly. Now imagine if you had to send, um, you know, like a, a company or a battalion of soldiers or Marines to uh, go over there and do the same jobs, mm-hmm. and then pay all those guys their their rate while they're over there, and then pay for them after they get out their GI bill, their benefits, and all that stuff like that. Right. So like the 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 hidden you know the hidden truth of all that is that contractors are easily disposed of. Yeah, they're cheap, and there's liability uh, guards, right? So like, let's say somebody from the the special forces community uh, shoots somebody, right? Right, wrong, or indifferent. We're not talking about you know they shoot some civilian. They let's, let's say it's a bad guy. If they shoot a bad guy, nothing's going to happen to them because that's their job. If a contractor on a security post in like Pakistan if they fire their if their weapon gets discharged at another human being it doesn't matter who they saved it doesn't matter who they shot they're done mm. that's it they're a liability issue at that point even if they're on the cover of Time magazine for saving the US ambassador to Pakistan they're probably going to be given a, a firm handshake a crisp high five and said here's your plane ticket you're going home yeah yeah um, there's a, a phrase that is common with contractors it's called the first thing smoking home so if you fuck up, if you do something wrong, or if they just don't like you, they can put you on the first thing smoking home, yeah. and then that's it. But if you try to discharge a service member, like that's a lengthy process. That's a long process. You know, like you try to medboard someone or legally separate them, that could take six months to a year plus yeah. that you're still paying them, and then oh by the way, they still get their benefits. So that that's kind of like the uh, the the debate on that. So if you have thoughts um, about that, please message us. Let us know what you think. If you have experience with that. If you and a loved one uh, have been exposed to some sort of uh, burn pit, check out burnpit360.com. They have their own registry because the VA is not exactly helping us with figuring out which uh, burn pit registry patients are in which districts because we have to contact their specific congressman mm. to, to help get this uh, legislation passed. So the VA is not helping with that with us, but Burn Pit 360 has their own registration that we can look up people's address that they, you know, that you volunteer to input because of, you know, you don't have to, but if you do put it in there, you can be like, all right, we have X amount of people in this district, X amount of people in this district. These are the congressmen um, and senators that we have to set up uh, meetings with. Because currently right now, Texas has the most people on Burn Pit 360's registry. So right now the primary focus is targeting uh, the congressman and stuff like that. Like we had a meeting with uh, Dan Crenshaw's office mm-hmm. and I, I won't divulge the details of that just yet, but you know, that's one of the people that we have to try to get their, uh, you know, gauge their temperature on, mm-hmm. like on how all this is going to go. So if you have experience with that, reach out to them. There's other great organizations out there as well. Uh, so, you know, whatever your flavor is. I like it. Cool. So uh, any final thoughts, parting shots? That is it. I'm good. Bye. Bye. Bye.